Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to Under the Noise. My name is Kate Roberts, and I'm here with my co-host, Wynne Morgan. Hi, Wynne. Hello, Kate. And today, we're actually joined by Peter. Hi, Peter. Hi, Kate. Hi, Wynne. Really nice to be here. So, Peter, uh, one of our favorite questions to ask at the beginning of an episode where we have someone on is to essentially put it to you as far as what would you love for people to know about you? That's a really nice question. I think I I just want to start with, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. And being here now and being present for that is is what I want people to know for, for this moment. But a little bit of background is that I'm from Ireland originally. I'm married with three children and live in London. And I'm in the middle of a, a, a transition period in my life, which um, uh, having been... Uh, made redundant from my last job a few months ago. I'm on a journey to really be with myself in a new way uh, and look forward to whatever comes out of that. So, you know, the word transition is used a lot, but I'm kind of really sitting with it. So I guess that's what I want people to know, that I'm in that transition, but I'm having a, a conversation, a live conversation with that transition to see what emerges rather than what I would have done in the past with such a transition, which would be to try to solve and dig myself out of it and try to uh, analyze what I needed to do next. So the conversation I'm having with a transition is just to live with it and see what emerges as a result of it and be open to new, be open to change, be open to the possibilities and be open to confront some of the things that uh, perhaps might be considered fear or of, of change, be open to what's on the other side of that. So yes, that, that's a, a long-winded answer to your question, but that, that's what I want people to know for now. For anyone listening who's going through their own transition in any part of their life, and I would imagine that they're the interest would have been piqued by what you just said. What does it mean when you say 
I want to be alive with it and see what emerges as opposed to trying to figure it out. So can you say more about that, please? Well, well, for me, I know that, I know now that insight and wisdom is a living, breathing thing. It's not something that is one and done. It's not something that you can gather onto an A4 piece of paper and have all of the answers on that A4 piece of paper. But rather it's something that you're kind of you look to and live your life looking towards. So what I mean by that, a, a kind of a more practical um, answer to that might be that um, a, a question occurred to me the other day, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was now, which is, how do you want to live your life? Now, if I had had that question 15, 20 years ago, I would have locked myself up in a room and brainstormed and uh, dug and dug and dug and draw, and draw diagrams and come up with words and try to, try to really create my answer to that question. How do you want to live your life? And in fact, I've done that in the past. You know, there's a beautiful poem by Mary Oliver, and there's a line in that poem, which is, uh, what is it that you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? So years ago that I read that poem, I thought, right, I'll work this out. <laughs> I'll work this out for myself. And of course, I couldn't work it out because it's not, it's a question that you live with. It's a question that you relate to. It's a question that you let come and go into your awareness with. Um, so having learned that that's a much more generous way to live life. I've allowed this question, how do I want to live my life? Just come back and forward into my consciousness and inform me as to some, some decisions I want to make. So I'm not using it like a pickaxe. It's more of a lantern that, that kind of shines a little bit of light onto the next part of the path, and that's enough. So again, to make that a little bit more tangible, it might be just little things, you know, so, you know, I've got a, a little bit more time on my hands than I previously had for 30 years of, of my working life. Um, and I've got three teenagers. So I get the blessing of being able to spend a little bit more time with my teenagers. So how do I want to live my life? One of the answers to that is I want to spend a little bit more time with, with my girls and my son, just little things here and there, little uh, um, trips to the, 
the coffee shop to have a hot chocolate or something like that. So to tiny things, which in the big scheme of thing, things is maybe not a huge answer, but makes so much of a difference. You know, or how do I want to live my life? Well, I want to spend a little bit more time writing, which is something that I, I used to do when I had more time. So I'm doing that. Or even with how do you want to live your life? You know, I had a, a, <laughs> I had a, a big utility bill come in today that I wasn't expecting. And I, you know, sometimes I go into, oh, where'd that come from? And I'm into a little bit of, I hadn't expected that. But then this question occurred to me, how do I want to live my life? And it's certainly not in fear. It's certainly not in, uh, in, getting caught up in some future concern. So it, the question is much more in service of me. I have the question rather than the question having me, which is what it used to be in the past where I would kind of use it as a, as a, as a pickaxe. And so at a time of transition, it's really lovely to, it, it, I kind of I think it's almost more lovely to know that, yes, I've got a question, but also I know that insight's a living, breathing thing and it will continue to give. So I don't need to work at it in the way that I, uh, definitely used to. I was marveling at that for me, Peter, as you were sharing that. And and one element that I, I think I heard it right in what you're saying, that the question is not to be answered and then for that answer to be set in stone. The purpose of the question is, you said the word lantern, I think, yeah. is that the answers are living and breathing moment by moment insightful answer as opposed to a riddle to be solved yeah yeah wow that's so cool and so it's it's kind of like um there's there's more mystery mm. and wonder in the question than i would have seen uh years ago or in, any, or in any such question, you know, for anyone going through transition, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's an un, it can be an unsettling time because everything that you know has, has changed. So I can certainly understand and, and attest to that. But at the same time, being open to the possible and open to the new and open to what's on, uh, you know, is, 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 has a beauty of its own in discovering that without it being a mission. Mm. You know, you've said a few times that the way you used to respond to things 
or handle things is different from your experience today. Mm. What have you seen that's allowed for that kind of change? I, I think that what I've seen, well, more than I think, I know, I know that what I've seen is that there can be a tendency to ask questions or to respond to questions from a place of poverty, from a place of not being enough, from a place of insecurity. Um, and for me, the big one was uh, not being good enough. And so the question was always, on, was always uh, in the past, a solution that I must have in order to fix that, mm. that uh, problem that I created of, of not being good enough. And, and when I saw, Kate, that, that was a lie of its own accord to not being good enough. Then I also saw that any question to quest after in answer to that was folly. It was, you know, it's chasing fool's gold. It was, um, it was never going to ask, answer, uh, uh, never going to be a good enough answer because the question itself and where it was coming from was ill-formed. So when I when I came to realize that actually that you know that the the, the um, foundation was rocky underneath around you know that lie of not being good enough, I saw that I didn't have to relate to life that way, and the relief of not relating to that to life that way has been huge and so it has been it is interesting to have similar kinds of questions come from a completely different place and to see the difference between looking at those questions as finite and, uh, and looking for finite answers and looking for the way to do, to do, to be or to, to live. It's been interesting to come across and to be open to questions that are similar in nature, but have an entirely different relationship with them because I'm not coming from a place of not being good enough. And when, when, when you're in a transition and the things that, that the scaffold around you that you've known and loved and worked with goes, um, it's, a, it's a breeding ground for insecurity if we let it. Um, and I, f I feel, you know, that's not to say that 
we don't forget that sometimes we don't get caught up in, 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 in moments of security, but knowing that that knowing at a fundamental level that um, already we're enough allows me to if I talk about me for a second, allows me to relate to questions and to look for, for ideas and for insight in a completely different way, in a way that's more relaxed than I think I used the word conversational before, in a way that's kind of more living and breathing. Uh, and to know that that um, Actually, with, with uh, I think that that in the in the past, my answers to questions like that of that nature were kind of like into the right or wrong category. So there was automatic judgment as to what was right and what was wrong. Whereas right now, the way that I'm relating to this kind of question is that there's no there's judgments out of that altogether. It's kind of like what what occurs feels right i do that but then the question but similar question might yield something different another day does that make sense i'm not sure if i so where we where i've where i come from is different i come from a place of i'm here now um it's neither good nor bad it just is and that's one of the first decisions i made after i was made redundant uh one of the first decisions was i'm not going to label this as good or bad it just is you know because we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring we don't know what the next day is going to bring um so I, I, I one of the first kind of things I said, right, I'm not, I'm not labeling this. Uh, and that, that, that I felt come from a place of, yeah, you know, I'm enough. That's amazing. And such a lovely thing to hear. And, and clearly, if I say that, then it probably means that there's something in there for me too. There's something in you said that you said though that I'd love to hear more about. Because you went from a stage of thinking not enough. Yeah. And then thinking as you just said, I yeah, am. Yeah. Yeah. And you talked about briefly talked about that you saw that that wasn't true. The I am not enough story wasn't mm. true. Tell us more about that realization and how that came about, please. Well, I think I went through just, uh, I, I think um, a, a lot of people I've met since <laughs> kind of went through a similar journey of, of um, doing course after course after course. 
and getting a little bit of a hit from it, a little bit of a, a contact high from it, and then it not, you know, it not answering a more, a, a deeper need that. And I, you know, I, yeah, I, I did all sorts of courses, um, NLP and Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And, and there's a lot of good in a lot of those courses. And I'm not saying anything about that. But for me, it was, it didn't answer a more fundamental need because I was coming from a place of what could answer that need yeah. of not being good enough. Um, there's nothing out there that could possibly answer that. And I realized, I realized one day that um, I'd done years of courses and I wasn't happy. Um, and I realized that actually my wife had done no courses at all and she was a lot happier than I. I kind of realized those two things almost in the same in the same moment, and so I swore off courses altogether and any kind of personal development books and and anything like that. And I I I decided right, I'm not doing anymore. Uh, just I'm just not doing anymore. Uh, and I think that you know the period of I'm very keen that the next thing I say is not seen as the answer. It, I think it's a combination of making that decision, making that, that stand, allowing time to be, just to be, and get on with life. And then through getting on with life, I came across uh, uh, Michael Neal's work. Um, and I, I, uh, I hadn't read any, any books of that nature for some time, but somebody recommended it and kept recommending it. So, so I read it, The Inside Out Revolution, and I, I felt different as a result of reading it. And I read it a second time, and I read it a third time, and I read it a fourth time. And I've never read a book. I think I've read one other book twice, so I haven't read any other book four times. Because I... I felt different, but didn't understand why I felt different. And it was the felt difference that made, that got me curious. How come I'm feeling better in myself? How come I'm feeling good? How come I'm feeling okay? How come I'm feeling happy? How come, you know, it was, that got me curious. Um, and, you know, I, I, you know, I, I then decided from then to explore a little bit more, and and I actually went on a on a one day, a two day training with him, um, and on, I didn't understand really still why I was feeling, why I was feeling until second day when. I've really felt at peace. And for the first time that I can remember, I didn't attribute that peace externally. Mm. 
I, I knew the source of it. Um, uh, that was the change that made the difference, uh, knowing the source of uh, that feeling of, of being at home, being okay, being enough was within me. It wasn't out there. So that, you know, and, and that from that moment, it's been a, a, a kind of an unfolding of more of what, what that means. Uh, but I think it was the realization that it wasn't Michael, it wasn't the course, it wasn't the weather, it wasn't that I'd had some success in my job, it wasn't this, that and the other. In fact, I had done nothing different that day. And when I, if I go on a, a little bit, then stop me, but um, when I started to get eyes for that, that's what kind of encouraged me to kind of um, understand and explore further. When I got eyes for the fact that I could wake up on a, any given morning and I'd be in a place of peace and I'd done nothing to earn it, in the very commas. Nothing to strive after it, nothing to answer a question for it. You know, it just was there. So I think that's when I realized for myself that not being good enough was a lie. A very convincing lie in my in my uh, in my case, it was a it was a, it was a it was a Hollywood production of a lie, but <laughs> a lie nonetheless. <laughs> Peter, I love your metaphor of when you were talking about your job. You used the word scaffolding. Mm. I like the things maybe that we think are holding us up keeping us mm. together almost mm. Mm. and the opportunity that you know shows up for us when those things fall away as you say mm. Mm. i think it the, the other thing i'd say is i think there's something natural in it too you know of course we of course, when we get used to what's around us, that's what the world feels like to us. So it's, it's natural, it's not right or wrong, it's just it's natural that we, we, get, we get accommodated to what's, what's going on around us, we get attuned to it. But I think with the the removal of the scaffolding, we get a deeper realization that uh, it's more than that, that we're 
we've got going on for us. It's more than that. The world's bigger than that. Um, so it's but it's so, I, so there's a natural element to it um, as well. It's not right or wrong, but it uh, at the same time it's not everything. I think that's what I, I, I realize it's not everything. Now the, the, the world's bigger than what I've, my eyes have got used to. Um, and, I, you know, <laughs> COVID's taught us that as well, I think, where it's kind of removed some of what we've been used to and like grown familiar with has changed. So it's giving it, so COVID's given us that time to write our lives different and edit them differently a little bit too. And that that's the kind of conversation I'm in with this question, how do I want to write my life and edit it differently? but in a way that I'm holding it lightly and it's not a thing to do on my list of things to do. It also seems to sometimes bring us to space of not knowing. Mm. Mm. And I know that we could probably find that space in every single thing that we're doing that would make it new, make us new in everything that we do and everything that we create. But for me, I don't always come back to that space. No, me neither. <laughs> me neither. I mean, I, I had, I, several years ago, I had, you know, I, I had some, uh, I had the real pleasure of having some uh, mentoring by uh, by Elsie Spittle. Um, I don't know if she's been on your your, your show yet. Um, and she said one thing at the end of you know we I think we had four sessions. So at the end of the four sessions, she said, "Go live your life." And it kind of lodged with me I you know frankly I it, it 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 was like a little I didn't really understand it oh what does what does she mean by go live your life but what I've taken that to mean since is life is your teacher you know by 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 getting on and doing what you know to do life is your teacher um, and I think that's that's been a uh, that's been a kind of like a uh, a real comfort during such a transition that the day that day to day life can be your teacher that you can see what to do you can be open to possibilities. And you can stay in a space of not knowing a little bit longer than, than perhaps what we're, we're used to. 
Um, so I, I, it, it took me, I, I'm not in the, I'm not always in the, the comfortable with the unknown space either, but I, I, when I come back to it, it's richer than I remember. And each time I come back to it, it's richer than I remember. It is fascinating that we, we want to know and then we're in the space of not knowing and then we want to know and then we're in it. So there's, there's a dance there, isn't there? I hadn't thought about. But knowing the possibility of that, I think, is where the dance is. And the other thing I love in the inquiry of the question being so enlightening as opposed to a fixed finite answer is that whatever the known is is known in that moment and it might not be the same known answer in yeah. 30 seconds time yeah so the joy then of going back into the unknown because of the aliveness of an answer and and the aliveness of the question itself because it may be a different question yeah that will be alive in. I mean, a, a big part of big part of that for me is that you know I think we've alluded to it, all three of us is that we don't have it's not on us to work it all out. <laughs> That's been the biggest relief, you know. It's it's not on it, it, it's not it's not on me to work it all out you know, in capital letters. So the um, example of you and your wife is illustrating that, of course, is that she was happily living. Yeah. You we're in the world of trying to figure it all out. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it wasn't until I got off that train that I was able to, to relate to life differently and not try to fix myself, which is, I think, well, I take comfort in that in, in, in a period of transition, especially. Mm -hmm. I like the idea of, you know, I, I, I was chatting to somebody one, once saying, you know, because it, it with any field, you can kind of want to know more and more and more and more about it and get lost in your, get caught up in your head about it. But if we see it as a relationship that grows, our relationship with life grows our relationship to possibilities, our relationship to the unknown, all of these words we've used grows as we, as we are open. And how do, you have a, how do you have a relationship? It's being open and, and conversational and, and in allowing time for it, investing some time in it. 
And I think that's what LC meant by <laughs> go live your life, Pete. Allow some time, allow life to open up and have time and, and see what happens, see what opens up, and you will know when you know. I think there's always, for me, in the past, this, you know, very innocent misunderstanding and my understanding of life or my insight or what I could see was somehow on me. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this constant seeking. Yeah. It takes me farther and farther away from the truth that I always have everything that I need in the moment. I'm seeking. I feel like it's on me to figure it out and get to the bottom of it and know, right? And I really just get further away from that truth. Mm. I have everything. Mm. Always. This has been delightful, Peter. Thank you so much. Oh, I've, it's been a real uh, joy. It's been a real pleasure to be here. I always enjoy your company wherever it is, and whether it's virtual or in person. And I'm sure we'll have more in person soon. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thank you, Peter. Oh, thank you, Kate. Really mm -hmm. nice to meet you, too. Thanks for listening to this week's Under the Noise with our special guest, Peter Wilson. And the contact details for Peter and a little bit more about him, you can find wherever you found this podcast today or below if you're on YouTube. And if you have any questions for, for Kate or I or anything that you'd like us to talk about in future episodes, then please get in touch. Again, our contact details are in the, the outro to this episode and again written below too. And uh, we look forward to you listening again very soon. Thanks again. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and Kate at katerobertscoaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.